Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We've noticed that uptake, but we've seen it as a bit of an anomaly occurring as opposed to the way we were trending for the last while. All right. That is Chief Officer Dave Jones of the Metro Vancouver Transit Police. We talked to him yesterday about what we are seeing on our transit system. More violence, more attacks, just more concerns about what is happening there. We know the union that represents bus drivers uh, have said we need more police, more security patrols to keep staff and passengers safe. We know that there's been concerned people who ride transit saying the same thing. There's been a petition launched. So there are all these worries out there. Transit police say they're dealing with this in a number of different ways. They've got their live texting situation. They say if you see something, then you have to say something. You have to report it right away so they can respond to it. And But they do believe in the end that this will get dealt with. Can we do that with the tools that we currently have? Well, joining us now to talk more about this is Eleanor Sturko, BC United MLA for Surrey South. Thank you for joining us this morning. Good morning, Jimmy. Thanks for having me. What do you think needs to be done here to deal with some of these situations? Well, I think that adding some more police to uh, the Metro Vancouver Transit Police is a good idea, certainly. But I think that it's also sort of only part of the puzzle here and something that we have been asking for is more frontline mental health resources um, you know a lot of sort of more to deal with the root cause of crime and people have to recognize too that when we're talking about transit police they have 400,000 customers a day so we're talking about a police force responsible for for keeping safe like a city almost the size of Surrey traveling and so it's really a specialized skill and we really need to make sure that they have all the tools necessary and I really do think that looking at ways to address those root causes of crime will address safety issues in the long term. Okay so what kind of um, root causes of crime are we talking about here? Well certainly mental health and addictions um, not only in the transit system but I think that people can recognize and I think most people by now have had an experience of either witnessing um, unpredictable behaviors as a result of people suffering from either mental health or concurrent addictions issues, those types of things, antisocial behavior. Even when we're talking about things like gang violence, there is a level of antisocial and, and mental health issues that need to be addressed. Those need to be carefully looked at, not only in policing, but also in education. In um, every avenue that we can do, we really need to just stop putting police on top of problems that really they can never truly solve. Putting people in jail doesn't actually solve um, their root causes of what's putting them in that situation. If a person has an untreated mental health or concurrent addictions issue, and then we do not help them rehabilitate the behaviors that put them into that situation in the first place, when they get out again, they will go back to the same, you know, crisis inducing situation they had that led them to come into contact with the criminal justice system. And then in these rare cases that are very serious, we end up having like, for example, outside of the Starbucks in Vancouver or 
the throat slashing that happened in Surrey. It's there are some serious unpredictable behaviors related to mental health that we need to address. So how much training do officers get to deal with these kinds of situations? Because this has now come up in the in the Miles Gray coroner's inquest where the officer yesterday said that she hadn't received any training in dealing with mental health de-escalation. So how much training do officers get? Well, I don't know what every separate force gets, but, you know, in the RCP, we certainly received quite a bit of training, a lot, in fact, starting right from depot and, you know, going on throughout your career as you know, new techniques, new information, new understandings about um, how, you know, dealing with police and people with um, mental illness or concurrent addictions issues, how it's evolved, how we want to deal with people um, who are in crisis. But I think that one of the most important parts to me and what's really at the root of this is that why are we waiting until it's a crisis? Why are we not putting interventions more upstream. And, and this is really at what, what is at the heart of a lot of the things we've seen over the last few years where people are fed up with seeing someone in crisis and the, the, the police have been that safety net. And I think it's quite unfair when the reality is, is that we need to do better at addressing things before they get to a crisis point, which is extremely dangerous for the person suffering that crisis. It's very dangerous for the public and certainly dangerous and full of liability for police agencies. And and, you know, this is one of the things that I'm calling for is like even in question period, we said, why is there no police and mental health outreach team like a car 67 or a PAC team that works side by side with Metro Vancouver Transit Police? It's the size policing something the size of a city and dealing with some of the province's most vulnerable population. OK, so do you think that would work then? Is it, is it the de-escalation aspect that we need to train on? Is it more visibility for police, do you think? It's all of it. I think for police, a visible presence certainly helps people feel um, more safe. A visible presence can be a deterrence for people who, you know, want to do things like thefts, for example, or sex assaults. Um, and I think that having mental health outreach teams, whether it's a police and mental health outreach team with a psychiatric nurse or whether it's PAC teams that work side by side with police, I think that preventing, looking at people having, you know, specialized training in the community to deal with recognizing signs of um, mental illness or distress and confronting those issues and helping get people connected with services before it becomes a crisis, a stabbing, an issue where people need to, you know, have interventions that involve physical force by the police. That's the ideal situation. There's always going to be those situations those rare situations where people escalate to a crisis where there could be a weapon or police have to be called and there's physical force used to take that person um, into custody. But we should be working harder to prevent that. And overall, we'll be doing a better job of keeping our community safe when we get to those root social causes and really doing a kindness to the people who are suffering from some of these you know, mental health and concurrent addictions issues. And do you think that's what we're seeing on the transit system? Is that spilling over, that situation spilling over? Absolutely. Even when it comes to things like bullying, even when it comes to things like gang activity, there are antisocial and behaviors. There are mental health issues. There are um, things that can be addressed, and we need to start finding ways to, to, well, first of all, when we're talking immediate action, I don't want to, you know, pie in the sky what we should, 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 but an immediate thing that needs to be done is police and mental health Teams need to be engaged on the transit system. We need to um, fortify the number of officers in the Metro Vancouver Transit Police and ensure that their training is the most current, modern, 
training for dealing with the traveling criminal, first of all, because it is actually a specialized skill, and then making sure that they have the most modern um, techniques for dealing with people in a mental health crisis. Well, thank you so much for your time this morning. Always a pleasure, Cindy. Thanks a lot.